0: how you feeling man
1: hey i'm feeling pretty excited jay how you feeling brother
0: i'm doing all right i'm doing all right so so what what is in this segment um earlier in the week we talked about a a topic that uh, a lot of people that consider themselves investors um or are interested in generational wealth or any type of thing to that's out of the norm as far as making money Mm -hmm. um we're looking at ways to incorporate that conversation to the to the podcast absolutely um and and venture capital is is a topic that uh, a lot of people um my age at least and our age are really unfamiliar with and if they know about it they they know a little bit about it um you don't find really that many people in their early 20s um interested in venture venture capital um and farouk had a had a, had a story of when he was in uh in undergrad he had a friend or did you say you want to share that with us
1: absolutely so you know jay we were talking about early on in the week um i remember 20 years old sophomore year in college um me coming from the upbringing I came from, I wasn't really exposed to venture capital. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what one could do with that. But I met a friend um, whose dad was a real estate developer, right? So I remember him telling, yeah, my dad got this crazy deal going on. He's making $5, billion, five million off of it. Right. I'm like, what? So that was the first step of me familiarizing myself with venture capital, um, learning that you have to have some collaboration going on. Uh, not every thing you have to do by yourself as an investor right right you can go in with two three four different people uh, And everyone brings something to the table and everyone gets a bigger profit and bigger share So that's where it came from and you know me and you were talking about it uh, Not a lot of people know about venture capital. This is something we hear about off the wall you're in there uh, But this episode, you know This is why we're having it to really inform the public through someone's actually doing it and yeah All right, so we got we got William
0: Sweet uh, Jacksonville native, right? Yes,
2: sir. Duval County.
0: Yes, sir. Uh,
1: Duval. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> uh, so so y- y- you reside currently in in, in still in Jacksonville? Your company is in Jacksonville? We're we based out of Jacksonville,
2: but I currently live in Atlanta.
0: Okay. Uh, and explain, elaborate on uh, just, like, how, how did you get to where you are today?
2: Well, I'm from, from Jacksonville, Florida, me and Smitty. We played, uh, shout out to First Coast High School. Uh, it was my teammate at First Coast High School, and I think th- the answer to that is just being, becoming the best version of myself. Um, not just being a best football player, but being the best person that I could be, and uh, always being better than you were yesterday. I think that's the key.
1: <laughs> you
2: good? The the key is uh, just always growing and being better better than you were yesterday. So,
1: but uh, so sweet. Give us a a little history about yourself. So you're Jacksonville native, um, ex NFL player, current business owner, um, a serial entrepreneur. How did you get to this point that you are right now? So take us through a short synopsis of high school, college, and then you know transitioning now to being a business owner.
2: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, like I said, from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Duval County, uh, went to First Coast High School, and you know, my thing was my parents always told me to be, to become the best at whatever I do. So uh, for me, it, it was just, it was bigger than football. So I took school serious. And uh, we all know if you don't have the grades, you can't you can't go to school. So a right. uh, member of the National Honor Society, uh, chose North Carolina uh, out of 28 different uh, D1 programs and uh, graduated at 17. So I I went in with a a vision early to uh, go out and compete to start playing uh, college football. And um, my first year of uh, my, my freshman year, I talked to the coach and said, hey, football is cool, but I'm trying to make some money.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> facts. <You laughs> that's facts. So, uh, I, I, can I, you mind if I cut you off right now? No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so you know, a lot, a lot of people, they're scared to say that, right? Not me. <laughs> and why is that? And I think that's going to lead – Cause a lot of a lot of athletes they're like uh no nah, I'm, I'm i'm all in i ain't this, this, it's either this and that." <laughs> you know what i saying? mean that,
2: that's cool but
0: i mean you have not because you asked not
2: you Amen. know what i mean so um you know i didn't always know that i wanted to be an investor it just kind of uh made sense as i discovered that your money could make money right and once i discovered that if i invest in something and something can return me more money like I was all in. So I, I played uh, three years in the NFL, uh, graduated from University of North Carolina at 21. And um, I realized that if I didn't do anything with the money, that it would eventually run out. So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a book that talks about real estate and uh, how the the wealthy... Their mindset is to have your money work for you, and not necessarily you working for money. Mm. There's only a certain amount of time that you can work, right? So that's when I really, uh, really got interested in uh, having passive income, meaning putting your money to work for you and uh, getting those returns.
1: So let's talk about your transition to being a business owner from the NFL. How did you come across the idea of having a business? How did sweet venture llc your current business holdings uh come into play
2: well i think i think smitty i've always been the businessman as you as you might remember i used to sell candy in high school
1: yeah we used to hustle <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i used to have candy chips chocolate and coca-cola i yeah. mean we, we did we had it all i even had uh, uh some of my teammates working for me at mm-hmm. the time and uh, i just always that was just always my theme right like I just, I, I was always, I was good with saving, uh, very frugal as they call it. But um, going back to when I my, my freshman year, when I told the coaches that I wanted to work, they introduced me to um, a business owner that owns the most Jimmy Johns in the in United States, and um, I would just watch him. You know, I'm typing on my computer and doing the operations side, and I would see him come in. Driving his Audi A8, leaving from his mansion, uh, kicking his feet up watching uh, CNBC, which is the stock market. Right. Had no idea really what that stuff was, but I always knew I was sitting in the wrong seat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I would just, that level of curiosity just made me like, that exposure introduced me to um, what being a true investor really is.
1: Now, for the people who don't know or are not familiar with your business, What is Sweet Venture LLC? Because from people looking at you through social media, they might say, is he in real estate? Is he in the car business? What exactly do you do, brother?
2: (laughs) If it makes money, it makes sense. All right. But we we are an investment firm. Uh, We focus uh, on technology, real estate, uh, stocks for long-term wealth building. Uh, But it's all an individualized holding company for all of my investments. Gotcha.
1: Um, and now, so you do real estate, you do marketing, you do tech. Is this something you came up with yourself, or did you have seasoned veterans kind of leading you through the way?
2: Well, the way, the way that I kind of got started is that um, I invest in what I believe in, right? So everybody who's watching this video and everyone that I know has a phone. Which means that if everyone has a phone, that means that whoever owns the company of that phone is probably doing pretty well. That's facts. Right? So, um, for that reason, I love technology because um, everybody uses it. And uh, you can become very profitable in that space.
1: So that was the first one, you invested in what you believed in.
2: Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. You always gotta believe Uh, what you're investing in. And, uh, you know, for me, it started with that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was talking about uh, real estate, of course, but also just more so your mindset of... uh, How money works. How money really works. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you can work hard to get the money, but, you know, you have to work smart and hard, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's like you just don't want to chop wood all day. You know, you might, you know, it's hard work, Yeah, but, I mean... Why not own you get hurt one day then that's it right? Why not own the 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 company that chops the wood right exactly? Now you're thinking you know what I mean you're thinking bigger than just you know the physical part
0: yeah yeah and so and now how do how do you get or what's the I guess what do you take into consideration for uh, a company that you thinking about investing in or like what what's or real estate or. Like before you invest in something what are you thinking about in regards to just for example if we're talking about real estate before i answer that i just want to say um i learned that
2: it's all about ownership right so a lot of your favorite brands um typically might have a last name associated with that you know such as lamborghini harley davidson or uh, walmart you know i could go on and on but um it's all this the importance of ownership and actually having uh, your last name means something more uh, by owning owning something I think that was the that was a mind shift for me as well um, but in terms of evaluation um, it's all about the team you know who's who's the leadership who's the leader of, of that team um, what's the product right mm-hmm. um, you could have a great leader but if the product bad then you know it's a, a shit waiting to sink correct. Right? Right. And vice versa. You want to make sure that you have a good product, good team. And you also want to make sure that you have, um, that they solve a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the. Uh, a lot of people just set out to do. To, to yeah, do it's like, for me, it's always about solving. Pro- if The more problems you can solve, the more you'll be compensated for solving those problems. It's really that simple. Like yeah. if you, um, if you're a good chef, and you can cook really good, right? People gonna pay top dollar. Right. Right? That's so right. it's just providing the best service that you can and um, the money will come.
1: Now, so you came out from the NFL and then you went straight into business. For a lot of people who are wondering, how did you generate money, how did you generate funding uh, for your endeavors? Did sure. this come from you individually or does this, this come from a team of angel investors a Jarvis a Farouk a, sure. a CEO how do you how'd you go about it how do you execute the play
2: man God is good man um I, I had the knowledge and I knew that if I could just get my hands on a little bit of capital right if I could get my hands on a on some some cash that I had the knowledge of what to do with it because I was learning firsthand from my mentor mm-hmm. and um I got started investing when I was 17 years old. Um, I met my mentors, financial advisor, and um, you know I said, you know, I told him I, said, I don't have much, but you know, I want to eventually be at. I want, I eventually want to be where my mentor is one day, right? Which is uh, owning, owning some, owning a company. And I wasn't there yet. Um, so after my my rookie, I went undrafted to the Arizona Cardinals, and Me entering the NFL undrafted, I was forced to be an entrepreneur, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty with any player, but specifically undrafted players. It's almost like everyone's going around the room picking who they want on their uh, kickball team, Mm -hmm. and they don't pick you. Right? Why? Because they don't want you. Exactly. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah, straight up. So I mean that's 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 just the business of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, um, they didn't they didn't pick me. They didn't select me. I wasn't drafted. They didn't want me. Right. So I was forced to think about oneself mm-hmm. and what's going to be best for for me. So I already knew if I could get. Um, so I made the made the team um, through injury reserve. Uh, got hurt. Was on injury reserve the whole year. So I was a part of the team. I was still working out and everything. And for me, it was just about. How can I keep it going? Like I was I was getting paid from doing rehab. <laughs> That's crazy. And God is good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um
2: That's wild. I'd ate that up too though. And uh, you know, I think that was just a perfect time because I was reading that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and how um your money works for you and you're not working for your money and um you know, going going to treatment, you know, once or twice a day wasn't, wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> But no, seriously, I, I really wanted to to dive deeper into that. And I wanted to, at that at that moment, my at 21, I realized that I want to retire early. Gotcha. I want to have enough money coming in so I can say, you know what? I don't want to do anything I don't want to do anymore. That's I'll be good whether I'm here or not. All right, straight up.
1: Now, Jarvis, you know, that's a beautiful story. You know, we talk all the time. A lot of people don't know. They think that being entrepreneurial is, or survival of the fittest is only on the grade scale of a 9 to 5 individual, right? This is a testament to say that being entrepreneurial and having that, you know, kill or be eaten spirit goes to every single level Mm -hmm. of life. Right. Even at the top of the you know of the mountain as an NFL player, mm-hmm. there's no room for complacency. It's ruthless, bro. It's, it's ruthless. ruthless. So you right. still have to have. It's that. a business, absolutely.
2: I, it's a business. That's that's what I understood, or well, that's what I had to learn how to understand is that, you know, don't take it personal. It's a business, right? I mean, if yeah. you, uh, Tom Brady, right? Probably, arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever live. Rookie coming out of West Dakota State. Undrafted competing with, with Tom Brady. I mean, you do the math. Yeah, you ain't <laughs> Tom Brady is the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: that's no, no matter
2: question. what you do. Tom Brady, I mean, they paid Tom no for you. I mean, but it's, it's not personal.
0: Yeah, be, yeah, like you said, it's, it's just business. It's, it's just business. business.
2: That's Tom Brady. There's yeah. nothing you could do to take a spot.
0: Yeah, that's
1: facts. Now, nah, sweet. Facts. You know, so you've gone into real estate, you've gone into uh, venture capital, you've gone into even the car business um, through Turo. How do you build a successful and a loyal customer base? Service. Expand on that.
2: Treat people how you would want to be treated
0: if you were paying for the service. Straight up. That's facts. I mean,
1: and I'm I'm glad you said it because
0: I work work part-time in the customer service business. Uh, A lot of people know that. A lot of people don't. Uh, But... You have you have a lot of people coming in. They disrespect <laughs> and and they wonder why they get that same service in return. Man, I I understand
2: what you're saying, and I think anybody listening to this can understand that too. If you go to McDonald's and you go to Chick fil A, you know what I'm talking about. Straight up, it's a it's a huge drop off mm-hmm. from what separate them. Of course, we are not t- take away the food, the service. Yeah. I've never been to a bad Chick-fil-A. I wait
0: I've waited like thirty minutes. I've never been to a bad Chick-fil-A. If I go anywhere else, I ain't waiting 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> we all know that, Jarvis. We all know that.
0: Yeah.
2: I, <laughs> I mean you, you, you go to McDonald's, you know, ain't no telling what you'll get uh at the at the uh at the drive thru. That's facts. They you might know? not
1: even take your order. I mean, what you mean? You
2: know the ice ice, ice machine, ice cream machine gonna be broke too. And you're gonna wait when you get and to you the gonna window. Wait.
0: <laughs> Chick-fil-A had a food app before you get yeah, there. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So you're saying the most important aspect for you in building a successful empire business-wise has been service.
2: Service. I learned that um, early on when I was 17, working for uh, my mentor. Like I said, he has the most Jimmy John's in the country, which means he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. And uh, his point of emphasis was was service. And that's, that's what my role was. Uh, In the company was to I was in charge of three different stores And my job was to resolve the customer complaints And What what I came to realize is that The stores that were Performing the worst in terms of uh, Financially like not bringing in The the most money They had the most complaints Yeah Very closely Associated so uh, Once we stepped in and Um Addressed those issues and complaints and saw real results. We were able to have those
0: same three stores as one of the best performing stores in in this portfolio. That's wild. That's amazing. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, now, but now as far as cultural values uh, with Sweet Ventures LLC, uh, what what's the culture around your business? What what do you what do you push? To be honest with you, we
2: are teaching financial literacy through hip hop. At the end of the day, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, Northside, and uh, Duval County. And, uh, you know, I, I've been blessed to be inside of these different uh, corporations and uh, business boardrooms, and I want to be able to translate what I'm hearing out of those rooms into the community where I come from. And uh, as it relates to culture, I mean, I just want to be able to make sure that um, Because the reality is A lot of Artists A lot of uh, Athletes Entertainers Right Real estate is becoming more and more popular Right So I think for me From a uh, From an educational standpoint Is I'm big on teaching fin- Financial literacy But I want it to I want it to be cool I want I want Making money while you at home Just as Cool as what these rappers make sound cool, that's if that fact. makes sense. Because that's it's fact. like I mean, for me, it ain't nothing cooler than helping your mom and your dad retire. But that's just me. But I mean, you know, you could have some people look at it differently, but I mean, it's just all about it's all about your family, bro, helping your family. Like that's everybody talking about being a gangster, like that's 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 gangster to me. Yeah. Taking care right. of your family. Straight up. Everybody eat.
1: I respect that. Now you know being a serial entrepreneur, an owner of multiple businesses. On average, how many hours a day do you work? Be honest. You don't gotta flex. If it's two, it's two, and if it's twenty-two, then it's twenty-two. And if you don't consider it work, Didn't I'm say gonna it. say that
2: I'm, I don't. I don't consider it work. All
1: right, what does your typical day look like then?
2: I come up here to the uh, to the office, and uh, I read my emails. Um, also, I'm in um, in the car rental business. Uh, we got three cars total. And uh, so I'm constantly in communication with my clients. So, I mean, I, and I make it available for my clients to drop off the car and pick up the car anytime. So um, that's just me. I would rather have, and this is something I learned from uh, Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank. He said usually um, the more you give your number to your Clients or employees the less they'll call you. Mm -hmm. So I make it. um, I make myself like if there's an issue Like they know that they can call me Mm -hmm. and I think just having that relationship with my clients of them knowing that they can reach me at any time They don't even bother me because we're I mean we're so much um, You know everything is running so smoothly where it's not it's not an emergency It's like like they're panicking to talk to me like they know they can they have my number They can call
1: me anytime. All right, so you get in the office Around what time
2: Man I probably get up around like 9, 9.30 Alright
1: it must be nice Come, come
2: get breakfast and um, You know just whatever, whatever is on my uh, Agenda for the day such as Checking in a couple clients sure. Or uh, reading uh, Reading the news looking at uh, some, of, some of the portfolio performances So, okay.
1: And then around what time does your day usually undone
2: About 4 o'clock I cut it off at 4
1: okay. Why is that
2: Cause that's uh, when the stock market closed and uh, you know uh, we can wrap up, call it a day. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's 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 a it's a blessing because um, having that flexibility allows me to uh, focus um, where I want to spend my time at. Like, and I think uh, being in this position, I appreciate the little things in life more, such as like walking my dog down the street, like just for like a quick as, as, simple as, as simple as that may sound like I enjoy I enjoy stuff like that mm. you know I just left Florida um, went down to celebrate in Miami uh, we, we're going into our third year of business and my first season retiring from from NFL so uh, I just went down for the weekend just to celebrate that's what's up
1: so your business congrats first of all thank yeah, you bro. I appreciate it bro absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. I lo- and I love what y'all are doing man I, I really appreciate y'all having me absolutely, absolutely
1: but the success from your business has allowed you to do such things correct
2: yes yes and um, man shout out to my dad man he, he is our property manager and president of sweet venture and F- sweet ventures and um, and he does a phenomenal job I mean uh, from managing the properties to customer service to uh, acquisitions um, my dad is the property manager and um, Instead of paying somebody else to manage the properties, why not you know keep it in the family? Straight up, that's facts.
0: That's so, facts. It's a blessing. Yes, sir. Before we move on, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm a take a stab. We gonna sit on that topic, that 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 segment a little bit. So as far as your family and your friends, I know like on your journey, a lot of people don't understand your distance. They don't understand your grind. Why you so focused? Why you're only uh, entertaining certain things on the on, on the internet? Um, how did you deal with that? Or did you deal with it at all? Um, your family not really understanding why you never. Because when you're when you doing this, now, it ain't easy. It wasn't no just clean water. Nah, it ain't easy, no. uh, there was I know there was times where people ain't understand. I ain't talk to Sweden X, Y, Z. Then you finally hit them up or something. And they had, like, you turned on them or something. So, I mean, elaborate on how you dealt with that. Well, I think just, just me
2: as a person, like, if I want to do something, I'm doing it. That's just me I don't You know Whether you got a problem With it or not That's on you But if I I want something I'm I'm getting it Straight up And um, You know You just gotta be aggressive Like with the stuff That you want out of life And um, Yeah You just gotta be aggressive You gotta know what you want I'm not saying Don't be willing to listen But Never like uh, Never give up on your dreams For someone else's comfort You know And I think Society tries to like keep you in this uh, box or normal expectations that we, that if you dream bigger than those or think bigger than than the normal uh, situation, then it's almost like you're looked at as a um, as a negative. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't whatever you're doing, man, just stay true to it. And I always was I always had a vision, right? You know what I mean. So to answer your question, I always had a vision for what I wanted out of life. And I wasn't gonna Yeah, it's like don't don't let somebody with a forty thousand dollar salary short you of a million dollar dream.
1: Wow.
0: That's facts.
1: Man, that's uh that's some deep stuff. But you know, even sitting on this topic even more, sweet, how did you deal with I know once you, you know, made it to the NFL, you started getting money, started, you know, promulgating your money to generational wealth building tactics such as real estate or two row. Or you know the tech uh, industry. How did you how did you deal with folks, um, even family members, friends, putting their hands out and saying, "Hey, I've got this business for you. Hey, I've got this opportunity for you." How did you? How were you able to decipher? You know what this is legitimate or honesty. All right.
2: I mean, the has gotta be honest with them. Um, and like for me, I'm a. I'm an investor, but I don't take I take calculated risks, right? So, like I said earlier, you got to invest in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in something, if you don't in believe in a product or that particular person's idea, tell them that.
1: Yeah. How do you tell them?
2: Exactly what I just said. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there's other ways around it you can say it, but Um, You know, man, this this isn't just this this isn't for me right now. Um, You haven't had you haven't had enough uh, sales. You haven't had enough traction. Like for me, I only invest in things that I can see picking up momentum. Like I don't like starting stuff up. I don't. So you don't really like startups. Let me rephrase that. I don't like unorganized startups. Before we dive in, what is it? What is venture capital? To me, venture capital—if you've seen—if you've seen Shark Tank—is when you provide other people who have great ideas capital or money for them to achieve those things in, in exchange for a piece of their company. So, if you have—we all know Nike, right? But Nike wasn't always Nike. Nike was just an idea in somebody's head. I right. think, was it Phil Knight started Nike? Mm-hmm. All right, so. At one point in time, you know, many many years ago, Nike was just a thought in Phil Knight's head. That's the owner, right, Phil Knight? I believe so. And um, if it's not, uh, yeah, forget. Y'all yeah, get what I'm saying. If, if it's not, but sure the, the point is, Phil Knight needed people to believe in his vision for Nike 50 years ago, or forty well, however long ago, getting off the ground as a startup. He needed people to believe in his vision. And to answer your question. If you don't believe in that particular vision, tell them that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Has there ever been a time where you said, man, I really messed up. I told this person no. Two years down the line, that was a banger of a business.
0: <sighs> no. All right. No. All right. I like that. I like Very intentional. Aggressive. No. All right. That's fa- I, that, I respect that.
1: Now, sweet, what motivates you, brother? What made, what motivates you to keep on going? Uh, you know, according to all society standard, you're a young black male, you're educated, college degree, you're successful, NFL. A lot of people say, you know, you've you've hit the mountaintop. What motivates you to keep on going, to come into the office every day at nine?
2: I think what motivates me is, um, I want. Other people who look like me and you to understand that they can do the same exact thing. Like you know, we played together at First Coast, and uh, you know the type of environment that we grew up out of. And uh, you know, everybody has you know different upbringers, but to be honest with you, that that's that my motivation and my drive was built during those moments where we really had to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It was like it's all on the line and if I don't go to college, like it's 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 almost like you just wanna you just wanna make sure that your family is 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 taken care of, you know? Sure. And uh, that's what motivates me man. My family and just knowing that um Somebody is gonna be inspired by this, you know. And you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to. I'm not becoming no preacher about finances, but um, it's it, important.
0: It's very important. And society don't put enough importance on it. They really don't. This is real life.
2: And but as a black man,
0: but I go. I feel you. No, that. no, no. I'm just 100%. saying. As a, as
2: a black man in America, we already go through so much, right? And it's like we have to come together and, like, like let's normalize business meetings or, or like, different investment topics. Healthy because, conversations, period. Yeah, healthy co- – like, let's normalize that. Like, they normalize everything else in rap music, talking about, you know, mm. ops and all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's talk about coming together, really making some money. For sure. The right way.
1: Right. Respect
2: it. I also want to touch on that. Um – Drug dealing is nothing more than entrepreneurship. If we, if we keep it at a hundred. I mean, that's facts.
1: Can you roll deeper in that? If we,
2: if we keep yeah. it at a hundred. Because if you're selling drugs, I mean, you're taking all the risks, just like an entrepreneur. Yes. Your business is selling drugs, so you need clients to buy the drugs. Yes. A.K.A. junkies. Facts. Right? Yeah. And the whole goal of you selling drugs is what? To get the money. Right. Right? And, um... Yeah, drug dealing is nothing more than entrepreneurship. If you if you can sell drugs, you can be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company.
1: You know what's? I believe funny? that. It's funny because I was reading the other day, uh, and I shared with Jarvis. I said, a lot of people don't know how to play the hands they're they're the dealt. Right. So, like you said, a lot of young folks who are, come up in poverty who come up with um, not much financially. Who have to resort to the streets? Who have to resort to selling drugs? Right. You're saying just because you're dealt a bad hand, and you're playing whatever hand you got, you have. If you look at it from a different perspective, from these right. conversations, right. normalizing business meetings, normalizing legitimate right. ways of business. Right. You can take what you're doing mm-hmm. that's not legitimate, quote unquote, in the streets. And turn it into a legitimate business mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, correct?
2: That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, if life throws you lemons, make the best lemonade that you could ever drink. That's just how I mean. You know, you know where we from? Yeah, we from we from the north side of Jacksonville, Florida. And um, not to sugarcoat it, but I mean, it was either football or sell drugs for a lot of a lot of people around the country, but specifically in Florida, like that's just kind of like. You know, the mentality mm-hmm. of NFL or, uh, you know, you're in the streets.
1: Gotcha.
0: A, a lot of... And it's crazy. Because a lot of NFL players that uh, go to jail and they in the NFL, it's usually attached to drugs. Gotcha. Usually attached to drugs. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately.
1: Jarvis, let me ask you this question, man. If you were going to start a business and you needed someone to run the business, a CEO... Or if you were just a venture capitalist, and you had two or three business folks come up to you and say, "Hey, I'm pitching you this. I need I need some money in return for some stake in my business. Who would you go with? A, a college-educated uh, MBA, or B, a 22-year-old young man or woman from the trap, from the streets, who maybe sold drugs." But sold it successfully. Who would you go with? <laughs> we'll come to you next week. Okay. So you
0: said twenty-two year old, but so how old is the NBA oh, student? Ah man, you heard the question, man. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> I'm going with. I'm gonna go with. I'm going go with the drug dealer simply because they're gonna do stuff my way. The NBA student is gonna do either textbook way or what they found from their previous internship or job. If 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 I'm at the point to where I have that type of money, obviously I've invested in, into some type of knowledge mm-hmm. to to run a, a business. I just don't have the time. So I can teach and train this person. They already know, they have an entrepreneurial mindset. Sure. So I can go ahead and teach them what I need to teach them and let them and let them do it. I just don't want to bump heads with somebody else that think they know everything cuz okay. that's that's essentially what's going to happen.
1: All right. Sweet. What about you?
2: I'm picking a person from the streets. I think people from the streets have the ability to become the best business people because you're doing it everyday real life survive or not mentality like eat or starve like literally like like either you're gonna find a way to eat or you or you're gonna starve and i think when you have uh people with that mentality and business they, they they tend to do really well because you got to think about it it's business is, you, you're not fighting for your life, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a, a completely different mentality. And like I said, I think uh, people from the streets have the most, or have the ability to become the best business men or women.
1: I think that's what's beautiful about what you're doing, sweet. As far as informing folks that come from where you come from, from where Jarvis comes from, where maybe I come from, uh, stating that what you need is already inside of you. Right This is nothing Extraordinary That you have to go Learn Or go chase What you need To be successful Is already internal of you Right Maybe you just have to Change your situation Right Correct
2: Right And I, and that's why It all come back down To uh, what I said earlier Find a problem The more people you can help The more money you make
1: Hopefully it's a legitimate problem But <laughs>
2: <laughs> Of
0: course it's a legitimate problem But um, Yeah
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So, so what's your greatest fear? You sound very confident You sound like a man That knows what he's doing. doing As far as fear uh, When it comes down to risk What's the first thing That come to your head? My, I fear Failure And what I
2: mean by that is I fear of not trying So to me Failure isn't necessarily You know I made the team Or I, I tried out for the team And I got cut It's more so of when you do get cut, or when things don't work out, or when um, you do get rejected, what do you do in that moment? And failure to me is not continuing to try. So that's my biggest failure: is not not trying. Not so. Like, so what, I, I want. I want. I want to be able to try new things, and I want to be able to fail because I can learn from that and turn it into. I can learn from. Just think about it. If it's only so many ways that you have done something wrong you can only apply that for the next time you keep doing it right so
0: so so at what point do you you say all right this ain't for me right because
1: i feel like you just I think, like I, think, just think gotta, pivot.
2: I think that will tell you based off the money that it's generating like for example i know i'm a terrible rapper right like i I don't i'm not blessed with that ability so like that's just not what that's not what i right. do But I can own a record label. I know how to do that. That's Hmm. fast. That's just business. That's just business. But, you know, you just got to be able to know your strengths and your weaknesses and um, be honest with yourself.
1: Gotcha. Now, you know, we're going to some of the questions from the audience we polled. Um, Someone texted in and asked Jarvis earlier in the week. And they said what piece of advice would you give to college graduates who want to become entrepreneurs
2: again i would say uh, most importantly dream big dream big stay true to your vision but also i would say um, identify a problem that you uh that you're passionate about Um, and again the more people that you can help solving that problem the um the more the better you're doing business but dream big Dream big. Stay now, true to your vision.
0: Now, as far as the overall piece of advice, because you, you got some some people that's not college. Uh, they just may be entrepreneurial, got the entrepreneurial mindset, but they didn't they didn't go to school. So they don't really have, uh, maybe they don't have the, the networking opportunities or they don't know as many people as somebody that went to a, a $30,000, or 30,000 30, uh, populated uh, institution and they know a lot of people, they know a lot of the networking. So somebody that just has an idea and they want to do something or they don't have resources. How, how, how do they go get, chase that dream?
2: Contacts. Um, you don't have to have the cash or the capital, but your contacts can. Uh, for example, if I'm a water boy for the NFL and I'm making 40 grand and uh, I want to get involved in real estate, but I don't have the money. Well, open your eyes. You're around. You, you, you have access to Contacts maybe not capital, but contacts of people that do have the capital. And, uh, you know, if I was a, a, you know, in this example, if I was a water boy and I'm trying to get, you know, involved in real estate, I would talk to the players, the people that I'm around every single day, the people I have relationships with, right? Right. And, um, every, I mean, every, everybody has a role. And, um, you know, that's, that's why I said earlier, in terms of being an entrepreneur Stay true to your vision Just because you're a water boy right now Doesn't necessarily mean that you'll always be a water boy Right It's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty It's nothing wrong with um, You know building from the ground up That it, it, it really build character
1: I respect like that
0: I, I used to sell candy in high school You know that Your network is your net worth Yeah uh, and I would preach that We tell everybody that Tune in we said this other week. Somebody was interviewing us um, about the podcast. Maybe you, you may not be interested in that topic, but but you 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 know, you know, and somebody may be interested in it, and you can share the information with them. Yeah, we try right. to tell people that all the time. Right.
1: Sweet, you definitely did. Used to sell candy. I always told you your prices we were too trapping. high. We was trap was jumping. But I always told you your prices were too high, man. You were selling water for two dollars, uh, skittles look, for three dollars. Business on.
2: is business, man. We gotta make we gotta make every dollar count.
1: Hey, listen, I can't even fault you. Cause look where you at. <laughs> look where you at, man. Hey, next question from the audience. Someone said, if you had a, if you had the chance to start your career over again, what would you do differently?
2: If I could go all over and start all over again. I would find a way to buy a house in college and rent it out to my roommates. Ooh. Sorry, boys. Rent doing the first. That's what I would do.
1: You would buy a house in college and rent it out to your roommates? Yeah. Gotcha.
2: I would be my roommate's landlord.
1: So basically, get into the game sooner?
2: Basically, yeah.
1: Gotcha. Now, as far as the third question, uh, what would you say the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur?
2: top three skills needed to be an entrepreneur? Yeah,
1: a successful entrepreneur.
2: I would say uh, curiosity. You got to stay curious. Um, I think curiosity allows you to um, always think of ways to solve problems. Um, I would say uh, the next one is owning your word. Um, Accountable. Mm -hmm. Being accountable. If you say you're going to do something you know, honor that. You know, just integrity. You know, sure. just having, just being. You know, be who you are and say what you go. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in business. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I would say the last one would be probably um, provide service. Sure. Um, yeah, provide always always add value. If you can add value to. Um, any business or any relationship you instantly become more valuable
1: i respect that and then the last question jarvis take us on with it brother
0: what do you do to maintain focus throughout your busy day as an entrepreneur you got a, a lot of people calling you um uh, people want to hang out people want to see you how do you tell them no how do you say i gotta go handle business um that chick you been wanting to hang out with she finally got time but you ain't <laughs> really got time so you make time uh, <laughs> how you, <laughs> how you handle all that? Though? So so how do you, how do you scale your life? It you all come it?
2: down to uh, what do you prioritize. You know, uh, your priorities in check with your reality. Um, are you really where you want to be? And if not, what can you do in your everyday life to to change that? If you don't like your situation where you at today. Should probably change your daily routine And you should probably prioritize different things To get where you want to be So um, I mean it's it's on you Priorities Yeah it's on you I mean We all got the same 24 hours
1: I respect that Well there you have it people Everyone tuning in Uh, You were able to learn a little bit about venture capital today Learn about the business Learn it from the master The legend, the myth himself
0: God is great
1: William Sweet.
0: AKA Mr. Top Dog.
1: AKA Mr. Big Tipper.
0: <laughs> Me y'all crazy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but always uh we all model motto at the podcast, everybody always always know. Always remember. Stay
1: in your lane. Stay in your lane.